Welcome to the Heal Deal Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Leona Allen, and I'm here to help you achieve more freedom in your health and your life. I'm the founder of Freedom Health Systems, and I've been a licensed chiropractor and wellness coach for over two decades. I've helped men, women, and children transform their lives by removing the physical, chemical, and emotional barriers to natural healing. Every week, I'll be taking you on a journey, a journey where you will discover the real truth behind what it takes to heal your mind, body, and soul. Allow me to be your guide as you travel this road to renewed health and a new life. It's time to make a deal with yourself to heal yourself. Please keep in mind that this podcast is for educational purposes only and not to be used as a replacement for medical diagnosis or treatment. With that said, let's begin. Hello and welcome to the Heal Deal Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Leona Allen, and I'm here to help you achieve more freedom in your health and your life. Now, I'm excited to share this episode. The information I'm going to share is extremely important because there are many reasons why you may be struggling with any of your health goals, your weight loss goals, or you just want to improve your lifestyle. The problem that I see a lot is that many people have a hard time being consistent. They try to eat less, exercise more, reduce their sugar intake, reduce their intake of processed foods. They decide to go vegan or plant-based. There are many things that people attempt to do in order to get well. And they follow the latest program. They're going on Google and try to find what works for them. And everybody does that. But what you got to understand is a lot of the programs that we see out there focus on the stuff. They focus on the diet. They focus on the exercise. A lot of them don't teach you how to keep the weight off. They, they focus on quick weight loss but not necessarily healthy weight loss and lifestyles so that not only do you lose the weight, but keep it off. So today I'm going to talk about hunger because what happens in a lot of programs is that a lot of us tend to fall off or get discouraged because of those sensations of hunger. The Journey to Healing Food Shopping Guide is your resource to making healthier food choices next time you go to the grocery store. Grab your copy today at HealthyShoppingHabits.com. Healing starts in the kitchen. Begin your journey to healing today. Go to HealthyShoppingHabits.com. Once again, that's HealthyShoppingHabits.com. Now, before I get into that, I want you to start asking yourself, what does hunger feel like to you? How do you define hunger? Because you're going to realize that what you think is hunger isn't really hunger. So what we need to understand is the core principles of what it takes for the body to heal, what it takes for the body to function. So not only do we need to understand what the body needs to lose weight, we need to understand how to keep it off and even better yet, not gain it in the first place. Because we're living in a place now where we have lost touch with our senses. We have lost touch with what food is and how it reacts to the body. We live many, many years abusing our bodies, either knowingly or unknowingly, And then we get in our 40s and 50s and wonder how we got this way. 
after we're dealing with obesity and chronic illnesses such as diabetes, high blood pressure, and even cancer. But don't understand that it was from years of bad education and bad habits. Because understand, if you learn the wrong way, you're going to follow the wrong way. What I find the most empowering is understanding the anatomy and physiology of our body, what it takes to heal, what it takes to rejuvenate, what it takes to become stronger and more resilient. And also more importantly is understanding the signals that our bodies give us because now we're living in a society where signals are ignored or suppressed by either medications or surgery. We have lost touch with nature. We have lost touch with our senses. And what happens if we don't understand our senses, if we don't understand those signals, or if we are misinterpreting them or ignoring them or covering them up, they can cause a lot more harm than good. And you can go ahead and bounce around from program to program. But at the end of the day, you don't understand what your body is telling you most of those things were fail. So we need to focus more on understanding how our bodies function, understanding the language that our body tells us. Then we can make those choices that will allow our bodies to recover and heal. Now, there are many factors that contribute to why you may be unable to stick to a weight loss plan, but sugar cravings, Feelings of food deprivation and increased hunger are at the top of the list. But by the end of today's episode, you will understand your senses, especially when it comes to distinguishing the difference between hunger, cravings, or appetite in order to achieve better health and successful weight loss. So before I get into the meat of this presentation, I got to give you a little bit of anatomy and physiology, not too much, I promise, but I want you to get a general understanding of what is going on in our bodies. Okay. Cause as I mentioned before, we have become so disconnected to our natural cues. So I'm discussing the natural cues in our body, such as thirst, such as being tired and also being hungry. When we're thirsty, we get something to drink. When we're tired, we go to sleep. And when we're hungry, we eat. But as I said before, sometimes we are misunderstanding our cues and taking the wrong action. So let me just quickly give you a brief overview of our five senses. Now, many of us are aware of sight, hearing, smell, taste, and touch. They're visible to us. They feed the flesh, so to speak. These are the things that we can actually experience, but not all receptors give rise to direct sensory awareness. For example, there are receptors in your circulatory system that function largely in reflexes that adjust blood pressure or heart rate without you ever knowing about it. So just understand in our circulatory system, in our immune system, our digestive system, there are so many things going on that we may not be aware of, but we tend to make decisions based on what we actually see, hear, smell, taste, and touch. Now, the reason why we have these senses is so we can be aware of our environment. They are there to make us aware of, of any potential danger and make decisions based on that. 
we become so out of touch of our senses that we're more likely to walk into danger instead of walk away from it. We are making bad choices instead of making better choices because we live in a society where we tend to make every symptom or sensation we feel negative, but not all bad symptoms are considered negative. A lot of these are signs that we are in danger and they are warnings for us to move accordingly and to get out of danger. But instead of taking that action to move out of danger, we end up suppressing it until we get to that feeling of pleasure. So we got to understand that, that not all sensations are bad. For example, a dog barks. Yes, it can be loud. It can be annoying. But usually when a dog barks is because of a sign of danger. There is someone at the door that the dog doesn't know. So what do you do? Do you shut the dog up? Do you give it a tranquilizer so it doesn't bark anymore and then the intruder can enter the house? No, of course not. Barking is normal. So the dog is barking because it senses imminent danger. So what we got to do is act upon it. So what do you do? You see what the dog is looking at. So if it is a stranger, you act accordingly. But it may be somebody that you know, but the dog doesn't know. But the, what the dog is doing is alarming you that someone is approaching your door. If we think we're tired, we'll take caffeine to make us wake up. But what that fatigue is doing is telling your body to rest. But what do we do? We ignore that signal. So these are some simple examples so that you can understand what our bodies are telling us. Let me give you one more pain. You might think pain is bad for us. We need to get out of pain. Yes, it is uncomfortable. But again, pain is a signal that something is wrong in the body. So if you're touching a hot skillet, the pain that you feel will tell your hand to pull away immediately. If there's chronic pain, there's also a reason for that. But what are we doing? We take painkillers, but we don't address what is causing it. So in the meantime, we're dealing with whatever it is, is causing that pain and discomfort, allowing the body to continue damage. You're just not sensing it anymore because you've turned that sensation off. So I'm saying this so you can get an understanding that not all symptoms are bad. We need to use symptoms as a warning that something is going on but also know that there are also symptoms and signals that we are not aware of. But if you continue to understand the physiology and continue to feed your body what it needs, more than likely the body will operate the way it's designed because the body needs nutrients to operate. But what we're doing is loading our bodies with all these toxins that actually cause stress to the body and not actually heal the body. So a lot of us are dealing with health issues and being overweight because of poor body function and the inability to listen to your signals. Let me share some basic features of our sensory structures. The photoreceptors are sensitive to light changes. Another example are mechanical receptors, and these receptors are sensitive to mechanical stimuli and postural changes such as bending or falling. So that's why when we're about to fall, our body will actually react 
and catch itself to prevent you from falling. You don't even have to think about it, but your body will attempt to save itself. And those are the mechanoreceptors. The thermal receptors are sensitive to temperature changes. This is why automatically when you are cold, you start to shiver. That's the body's attempt to heat itself. If you're hot, your body will sweat. This is also done automatically. So the chemoreceptors are for chemicals in the environment, and this includes our taste and smell receptors. And finally, we have our nociceptors for pain. These are designed to get your body out of danger when you feel a pain reflex. So we got to know that these receptors are there for a purpose as these receptors that are used to help us gain information about our environment, including food. Another point I want to make about this is that the food manufacturers are well aware of this and they have scientists who specialize in the senses and use this knowledge to make their foods highly irresistible and addictive. So think about the foods that we crave. It smells a certain way. It has a very highly attractive visual appeal. It has a certain texture that you love, the crunch or the mouthfeel. They'll even use certain sounds like the frying or the popping. So they use these five senses to make you buy their products. And before you know it, we're no longer eating for health, but for pleasure and for the relief of physical or emotional discomfort. We've become disconnected to our signals. We become disconnected to whether or not we're hungry and our natural sensations that will drive us to eat real food. Even when you look in the dictionary today, it will say it's a sense of distress or discomfort in the stomach. Now this definition is very misleading. So we are known to understand hunger as a sense of a very intense craving. And we also associate hunger as a sense of distress or discomfort in the stomach known as hunger pains. We also associate hunger as a sense of weakness, fatigue, or headaches. And we may even identify hunger as that growling in our stomach. We feel that if our stomach is making some noise, it's time to eat. And we can also associate hunger with any kind of emotional discomfort, such as being hangry or restless. We've also been told that hunger is abnormal and we must avoid it at all costs. But what if I told you that hunger is normal? Yes, it's just as normal as a dog barking. It's just as normal as feeling thirsty or tired and other sensations to make our body's needs known. When you're thirsty, you drink. When you're tired, you sleep. When you're hungry, you eat. So we have to redefine our definition of hunger and understand that it's not a symptom of disease, but simply the body's call for food. When we are truly hungry, it's the senses in our mouth and our nose that become heightened and activated. 
Because remember, as I said before, the chemoreceptors that are present in our bodies, the smell receptors or the olfactory receptors, they are embedded in the lining of the nasal cavities. And we also have the taste or gustatory receptors, which are the taste buds of the tongue. So when we're truly hungry, those receptors become extremely heightened and we start to naturally search for food, real food. And just understand that with true hunger, there is no discomfort. There is no pain in the gut. There's no heavy growling. There's no weakness and there's no headache. There's also no emotional changes or hunger pains. It's just the body's desire for food. You are going to want healthy choices of proteins, carbs, fats. You're going to search for foods high in vitamins and minerals. And also with true hunger, there's no compulsion or intensity. You can easily wait for your food with no discomfort. With false hunger, all you tend to be doing is relieving your feelings of discomfort. You might just realize you just want to chew on something. You might just be feeling bored or stressed. You just want something that will give you pleasure, something that will stimulate your taste buds. But you're not really looking for that food that's going to actually nourish your body. So you got to start to consider these things and understand that a lot of these sensations is a false desire for food that has been mistaken for hunger. Most people don't even know when they're hungry because we eat constantly in this country. From a young age, we've been told to eat three meals a day and snacks in between. We are trained to eat by the clock, breakfast by eight, lunch by noon, and dinner by six with the snack probably at about 10 o'clock and two o'clock and maybe even a snack before you go to bed. We eat as a routine. We eat as a social activity. We eat for comfort. We eat when we're bored. We eat when we're truly not hungry. So because of this constant eating that we're doing, a lot of us don't even know what it feels like to be hungry. And basically, if you're not hungry, you shouldn't be eating. In other words, only eat when you are experiencing true hunger and your body is demanding food. Let me give you another example. We tend to force ourselves to eat when we're sick because we've been told that we need to eat to keep up our strength. But the reality is when we're sick, we have no appetite. That is a signal. Loss of appetite is a signal telling your body not to eat right now. The loss of appetite is present when we don't feel well because the body is diverting all its energy to its healing. It requires energy to digest. That's why when we eat anyway, we end up not being able to hold it down. We end up vomiting and we think something's wrong. No, the body is rejecting it because it's telling you not to eat right now. I'm trying to heal you. And now you're wasting even more energy to expel this food. So when your body has a loss of appetite, that is your body saying, I'm signaling you to not eat so I can have the energy to heal your body. 
So that's why I'm telling you to understand the signs of what our body is telling us so we can stop ignoring this signal and forcing our bodies to eat when our body is telling us not to. I know that it's easier said than done, especially when our lives revolve around food, especially when we've been told the complete opposite for most of our lives. We've been told that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. We've been told to not skip meals and we've been told to eat when we're sick. And despite all of this, a lot of us feel that we're hungry all the time and feel like that we need to eat every couple of hours. So you may have had something to eat at eight and by 10 o'clock, you feel like you're hungry again. So if that sounds like you and you think you're hungry all the time, just know that this isn't normal. So when people are quote unquote, always hungry, they are displaying symptoms of an underlying problem such as low blood sugar, or maybe even experiencing psychological withdrawal because a lot of the foods that we eat are highly addictive. And after not eating it for several hours, you may be suffering from withdrawal symptoms. Personal experience. Back when I was in my early 20s, I felt like I had to eat all the time. I had to eat constantly, but what I found out was I was eating a lot of sugars and carbs in my diet, and every couple hours my sugars would drop. I was dealing with low blood sugar or hypoglycemia. And I would just have to eat something else that was high in sugar or carbs to get my energies up just for a few hours later to feel that same sensation again. So I thought this was normal. I just felt like maybe I just had a high metabolism and I had to eat frequently. But then now that I know what I know, looking back, I realized, man, I was dealing with low blood sugar. I didn't know that at the time. And some of you may not know that either. But I'm sharing this with you now so you can understand why you feel like you have to eat constantly. So now that I know what I know and I actually healed my body, I don't get those ups and downs in glucose anymore. Now, when I eat real food, food that actually heals, I can go hours, even days without eating. And in that process, I don't feel weak. I don't feel headaches. I don't feel pain. Pretty much now, I'll eat maybe one large meal a day and maybe one small meal based on what my body tells me. So I know how to listen to those cues. And also now when I eat is highly specific. Like for example, one day I didn't feel like eating much. I woke up and my body wanted beet juice. So what I did is I went to my farmer's market. I got some beets and I got some ginger and I got a couple of small apples and made beet juice. And then I felt fine and I don't think I ate again for the rest of the day. Did I feel weak? No, I felt great. I got a lot done. I had a lot of energy, but because I know the sensations and the signals in my body and I understand them, I follow them. So if there's days I don't feel like eating, I don't eat. If there's days when my body is desiring for protein, I know what that feels like. If I have days when my body just wants to fast for a couple of days, I follow that. But some of us are eating so constantly and the food that you're eating is so toxic, you're realizing that a lot of the sensations are sensations of your body trying to get rid of toxins. They are sensations of irritability and you're using food to comfort that discomfort. Because you're so used to eating all the time, you don't know what it feels like 
not to eat, and you're mistaking all that discomfort for hunger when it's actually your body crying for help. Because remember, pain, when you start to feel that gnawing or that pain or discomfort in your stomach, it is a signal that your body needs something, but it's usually not food. It's the body dealing with the stress of going through the digestion process because a lot of us carry a lot of undigested food in our colons. For example, when you're overweight, people don't realize you may be carrying about 20 to 30 pounds of undigested food in your colon and you think you're hungry and all you're doing is piling that food up. So what we got to do is understand these signals so we can start taking the right action, start to heal our bodies and start to complete the digestive process before we keep adding more and more food into our bodies. So as you become healthy, you're going to find that there is no constant need for food. It's about getting the nutrients we need so our body can function. So if I can get all the nutrients I need in one meal that's required, I'd rather do that than eating all these toxic nutrition deficient foods all day long, including our snacks and beverages, because that's what many of you are doing. You're eating all these nutrient deficient foods throughout the day. And then you're experiencing this comfort because you feel that you are hungry. So as you understand your body and as you start to explore potential fasting and intermittent fasting, you'll understand that these hunger sensations do go away. So if this pain and discomfort is a sign of hunger, then why do they tend to go away after fasting for a couple of days? But the thing is, people don't experience that because they don't give the body time to heal. So fasting is a powerful way to heal, but a lot of people cannot do that successfully because of their false sensations of hunger. And what I want you to do is help you differentiate between real and false hunger. Now, this is the time for you to start doing some self-reflection. So the next time you start to experience hunger or what you define as hunger, think about your last meal. How long ago did you eat that meal? What did you eat? Would you say that it was very healthy and nutritious and balanced? Meaning it was a meal with healthy fats, protein and healthy carbs and fiber and rich in vitamins and minerals and plenty of water? Or was it fast food or processed food or something very high in sugar? All right, you got to ask these questions because a lot of us just jump into eating more toxic foods without realizing that it was the previous toxic meal that they had that's causing their situation in the first place. And what you do is to solve that problem, you'll eat more of the same food, which is the actual problem. Also, as you start to think that you're hungry or you're feeling those sensations of hunger, how do you feel besides the growling in the stomach or some of that discomfort that you feel? Do you feel shaky? Do you feel weak? Do you have a headache? Again, if the answer is yes, you're more than likely to be experiencing withdrawal because remember, Hunger is a normal response and it's not necessarily uncomfortable because what I'm finding is the unhealthier the person, the more severe their sensations they identify as hunger. 
one of the ways I determine health in a person is how long they can go without food. Again, someone who can't go without food for more than a couple hours are generally more unhealthy than someone that can go four hours or more or even a day without food. Because with true hunger, you are comfortable. With true hunger, there is no weakness. There's no headache. There's no hunger pangs. Another personal example. Like I said before, I generally eat one large meal a day. So when I'm in the office, I generally start at about 9 a.m. and I work continuously until about 6. I do not take lunch breaks, but if I do have a break in the middle of the day, I do not eat. I may do some administrative work or return some phone calls or work on some content, but I do not take a lunch break to eat. And it's very liberating to do that because I can be very flexible with my time. So again, a lot of us eat by the clock and we feel that we should take a break between 12 and 2 for lunch, whether we're hungry or not. But I find that I'm not hungry at that time. And my clients will tell you, I'll be working, I'm moving, but I don't look weak. I don't have a headache. I'll have a big bottle of water with me that I'll sip on and that's it. I'm able to work throughout the day without feeling any weakness. Do I feel occasional sensations of hunger? I absolutely do, but I'm comfortable and I'm able to finish my day, go home, prepare a meal and eat. So that's what true hunger is. You have a desire for food and you're willing to wait another couple hours to get that food. So it's like I get to that point where I tell my body it's coming and I'm able to hold out until I'm able to get to that food. I do not stop and get fast food. I do not eat a candy bar or anything like that. But what I do is realize that my body has a desire for food and I address that situation when I can. Okay. So this is what I want you to understand is that true hunger is not uncomfortable. So as you become healthy, you'll start to realize that again, if you eat constantly, you don't know what hunger feels like. Most people in this country have never experienced true hunger. Also a poorly nourished person rarely experiences true hunger. What they're experiencing is symptoms of physiological or emotional distress. I know I said a few things about fasting, but that's not something I coach people in right away. What I do is focus on the nutritional deficiencies. What I do is focus on getting the person healthy. And then what happens is that that person finds that they have no desire to eat. This is what I hear a lot. When people get healthy, a lot of my clients are like, I don't have a desire to eat anymore. And I say, good. But what happens is because they don't have that desire to eat, they think something's wrong now because they don't have a desire to eat and they feel like they should eat anyway. And I tell my clients, if you don't have that desire to eat, follow that cue. Don't eat. Go into that fast and just wait until you have that desire to eat. But sometimes we interfere with that sensation of having no desire to eat and we eat anyway because we think something is wrong because we've never experienced that. Because I know there's a lot of coaches out there that are talking about intermittent fasting and fasting. But what I also hope that they're doing is teaching you how 
to become healthy, how to make sure that you are addressing your nutritional deficiencies. Because sometimes if we go too quickly into a fast and some people can get really sick doing that because the body is going to dump a lot of toxins. And that's why a lot of people that do fasting for the first time may experience some weakness or dizziness. It's not the fact that you've gone without food that is causing that. It's the fact that your body is dumping toxins and other things are going on that have been misunderstood for such a long period of time. So before you jump into some kind of fasting and you don't have any kind of professional supervision or guidance, I don't recommend fasting without any professional guidance, especially the first time, because you got to understand these cues first, because people think that if they're fasting and they get a headache, that's their cue that it's time to eat. As someone that fasts continuously, I know when it's time to end a fast, when my body has a natural desire for food. I'm not feeling weak and tired. It's just when I do a fast, I remember when I did a 10 day water fast and I didn't know how long I was going to go. What I did was just continue to fast until my body had a desire for food. And that desire came after 10 days. So when you're going into these strategies, you have to learn how to listen to your body first because you can do some harm and end up sabotaging your body's efforts to heal. A few takeaways before I close. What I did was define hunger. And what hunger is, is the cue your body gives you because it needs food. It's not a craving. It's not feeling weak. It's not that strong compulsive desire for food, but it's that cue that your body needs nutrients to keep functioning. But what we're finding is that we're using food to comfort us either physically or emotionally. So what we need to do moving forward is start to practice self-awareness. And if you're dealing with some kind of discomfort, such as pain in the stomach, you need to get to that source of the irritation. Give your body time and a chance to understand what true hunger feels like and only eat when you're hungry. And then when you do eat, make sure that it's natural food that can heal and restore your body. Because what you'll understand, and I find this amazing, is that when I get hungry, it's extremely specific. It's not something luxurious and, and fancy. It's usually very basic. My body wants food. Just as when I'm thirsty, my body wants water. Sometimes that desire is to make a fruit juice and my body will tell me what kind of fruit juice to make. The body gives us cues to guide us and the healthier you get, the more heightened your senses become. It's incredible. Your sense of smell becomes heightened. Your sense of touch, your sense of hearing, your sense of sight. It becomes so much stronger when your body is in a healthy state. Because what happens is as we become sicker, we become more disconnected to the world around us. We become more disconnected to nature and our environment around us. So this is why it's important to understand our sensations, especially that sensation of hunger. 
So we got to learn to eat to live and only eat when we are truly hungry. Well, that is it for today. And I will see you on the next episode. Let me know what you think. Be sure to follow and subscribe to this channel. And until next time, go out there and achieve more freedom in your health and your life. Take care. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed the show, seal the deal to heal by leaving a review, subscribing to the podcast and sharing with a friend. Thanks again. And we'll continue the journey next week.